how do you manage this? Yeah, the sky falls down every day, right? <laughs> they do it. Something yeah. that happens. <laughs> Welcome to Designated Crying Area, a protocol podcast where we discuss the weighty and not so weighty issues of our time. And this week we are talking about being a full-time working parent, especially in a creative industry. Uh, maybe we let our guests introduce themselves, starting with Ben. Hi, I'm Ben and I'm the creative director at Protocol. I'm also a uh, part-time parent, no, full-time parent, depending Ooh. on uh, the context. <laughs> we shall deep dive into Oops. that later yeah. Okay, I guess it's me next. I'm Jasmine. Hi, everyone. I'm account director. I am a new mom to a 16-month-old. <laughs> um, I've been in the creative the industry for... Yes. <laughs> I've been in the creative industry for eight years. So, third agency now. You can almost imagine the hours. But yes, we'll get to that later. And hi, I'm Daphne. I'm COO and mom of five kids. Um, kids ranging... C-O-L-2, okay. yes. Um, kids are from 7 to 15 and uh, it's been a long journey having the kids and then being a stay-at-home mom, being a full-time working mom. And that's it. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Kelvin and yes, I'm also a designated crier and a parent of five. So it happens that we both are same, same kids. kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So we are here to talk about being a full-time working parent. And mm. I think uh the, the freshest mum among us will have to kick off this discussion. La. Jasmine, how has it been the past year and a half? Wow. It's actually crazy to think that my daughter is already 16 months. But wow. I feel like work has been very different before and after having a kid. Like before, my life used to be just uh, wake up, come to work, the usual. Then I'll just pull in the extra hours if I need to. Then, okay, I'll go back home. Look forward to weekends. That's it. No, yeah. and you went to the gym. I remember exactly. like at 5 p.m. you would go yes. out to the gym and then come oh, back yes, to yes, Correct, yes. correct. So uh, I used to, yeah, work out every day. So maybe sometimes I squeeze in during lunchtime or if not after work, I'll squeeze in a gym session. Before I go home, talk until I damn fit like that. But then <laughs> right now, it is literally clockwork. So wake up in the morning, send kids to school, come to work. Then I hurry up, chong to go and pick up kids again before the 7 o'clock yeah. penalty. Because there is a penalty. If you're late for oh, every yeah, 10, yeah, got fine yeah, one. yeah, every 15 minutes, and it must pay uh, $10. Cash, cash, right? cash, on the spot, <laughs> on the take out from your wallet. Yeah, yeah or Wave, uh, no, if you're the last parent, yeah. then you'll be then guilty. Of course, yeah. like the teachers will be waiting there and be yeah. like, Oh, I almost caught you already. And I'm just yeah. like, mm, okay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Your kid will be crying because yeah. he's like, Why am I the last? How has it been over time? I mean, I'm sure the first, especially when you first came back, it was very intense, right? But mm. do you think you've sort of found some rhythm? Well, I came back when uh, I was three and a half months done with maternity leave. At that point, I was like, oh my god, I can't wait to go back to work. Because the three and a half months maternity leave felt like it was always on. There's no <laughs> schedule. Always on content. It's always yeah. on content. Yeah, it's literally always on 247. You are yeah. just like doing everything. Baby as usual. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't easy to be honest. Like uh, coming back to work immediately was tough because you need to balance the whole like breastfeeding, pumping. So uh, I remember my schedule when I first started back work, okay? Waking up at 5 a.m squeezing in the last pump session, wash everything, send baby to school, come to work, and then in between meetings and shoots, 
you just need to like find some way to pump. So every day I might have some leaky situation, which is just, oh my god, I just don't want to go into the details. PTSD. Um, but that was tough. Um, now that I stopped breastfeeding, it's much, much easier. A very big theme of working mom is like you just need to compartmentalize. Switch off your working mom work and then switch on your mom work. Yeah. yeah, just listening Definitely. to Jasmine go through the first like year of the baby is bringing back a lot of PTSD. Um, I fully identify because the first one year is just absolute insanity. Then it's your entire life is scheduled around the baby because they're so needy at that point, right? And just figuring out the balance between finding yourself and then now this baby consumes you completely. The good news is that it gets easier. When the babies are bigger, your life like gradually, 15, yes, later, you get yeah, some version of your life back. Definitely always describes yeah. it as like, there's, there's no end in sight. Yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. incremental, their growth, right? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And then, and then they change every few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, their personalities change, their growth. Um, they become different people every every single week. I think uh, I had it relatively easy because I was freelancing when, when Kai was born, my son. Um, and it was 24-7, but mm-hmm. I got used to it because he was basically attached to either myself or my wife. I mean, we had the baby carrier, right? Uh, we didn't have a helper. And then I basically carried him everywhere I went, including mm-hmm. to work meetings and all that. He's just attached to me. Wow. Uh, and, and I can imagine if you had a full-time job, that would have been quite a drastic change. So on, on the subject of like, balancing work and parenting, right? What would you think is important or perhaps uh, what, what do you think a workplace could do better to support uh, full-time working parents? Flexi working hours would be very important. I think like um, like I mentioned earlier, just rushing down during rush hour to pick your babies. Just like you just wish uh. that you can knock off maybe half an hour earlier so they can grab a quick dinner or something or just beat the traffic. Yeah. But I think uh, what has been helpful is just having childcare nearby. La. A lot of parents put their children like near childcare near their homes. I live all the way in Chachukang. So um, my mm. childcare is actually very in near. In Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad for that. Mm. Otherwise, yeah, I cannot imagine. My ex-agency, for example, we had the childcare in the same building. Mm. So that was actually a, a, a really good huge plus, yeah. huge plus for a lot of people that wanted to join the agency, those that were newly married. Uh, and it, it worked a treat because then the mom uh, or the dad could feel that, okay, my child is nearby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel secure. I don't have to be, you know, anything happens, I just go downstairs. Um, and it, it helped a lot as well because it entertained all of us at the end of the day, right? 6 p.m. is when the kids parade. Oh, that's so cute. That is so cute. Come out and then yeah. get ready to be yeah. collected. Uh, yeah, and then it becomes yeah. a, a like a celebrity parade. Then we all have we stand by toys, stickers, and sweets for the kids that come up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. We don't have to disclose the amount, like, But on mm. an honest, curious question, right? How is the price range like for childcare? Because this was something I was very passionate about. Like, literally, mm. went on TV to like debate this with mm. someone and say like bring down the cost of childcare. But mm. is it a reasonable range now with all the subsidies? It is not exactly reasonable. So okay, but it depends on ECDA, which center also. Like, yeah, correct. Yeah. So ECDA gives a basic amount of six hundred dollars for all working moms. Then depending on your income levels, they can actually give additional subsidy. But private childcare, infant care actually starts from like. 
1,700 and above. Oof. Hmm. So it's really a good substantial portion of your salary. But then again, you're just like, I can't do without childcare. I mean, yeah. if you don't have grandparent care, you don't have helper, yes. you just need to do childcare. Yeah. So, I mean, looking back, I don't regret childcare at all. I feel like childcare has helped to expose uh, my daughter to a lot of things at a young age. She's a very friendly baby. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Versus, cough, stomach flu, hypermouth disease. But they say, yeah. But also, yeah, just very early on, kind of like, yeah, teach them how to deal with animals. Teach them how to deal with letters, alphabets. Can I ask the experience of dropping off? Like, is it like a very dramatic? No. Did she cry? Does she like... Because um, that, that is tough, actually, yeah. emotionally, mm. on the mm. parent. And of course, the, the child too, like, but on the parents, mm. right? Wow. Uh, mm, I'm trying to recall. So, some points are very tough. Right now, she's okay and she's quite big enough to sit down and have her, you know, routine check and all. So, right now, she will kind of sit there and then the teachers will be like, okay, why don't you ask mama for an extra cuddle? So, when she's mm. fussing. Mm. Okay, extra cuddle and then... Um, Mama can bring you into the gate. Mm. And then she knows that there's drop-off time. It's just reminding her every day. Hey, we are going to the school soon. Pre-empting her. Like, give heads up. I'm going to work <laughs> soon. I'm coming back for you. And then that helps to also switch myself back to the work brain. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, you're in school. I know you'll cry for a while. Never mind. Teachers will settle you. So at that point, that is also the, okay, I just need to leave the school to do whatever mm. they can to, to distract you. And I'll be back for you. I mm. think that's the kind of mentality I have to go through to stop myself from being guilty about those cries and be like, oh, I should have brought you home. I should have brought you here. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I do not have the capacity to, to do this. I think that's why we made the choice for me to stay back. And um, initially when our first kid, right, we, we explored childcare. So we mm. actually thought of getting a helper. Mm. Um, didn't work out. Within a, a month, we realized it, it wasn't going to work. So um, we went to a number of childcare centers. And then my um, son was two and a half months. So we walked in and then all the babies were inside. And there were two like uh, elderly ladies inside, like, and the babies were like taking turns to cry. And I walked in, and then I left, and I started crying. I'm like, I cannot do this. I just cannot do this. This is the I I I think it's really um something difficult to yeah. to experience. And then just walking away from them mm. as they are like, no, mama, please come back, yeah, come great. back. Yeah. And then you're like. Yeah, and then I think like for me to switch off is just, hey, you can go inside and have mm -hmm. fun. So now there's an app that the school will like send constant uh, updates on what your baby's doing. That's new. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they have Live apps. stream. Uh, not not really live stream, <laughs> but like uh, they'll tell you your, your kid's schedule. So then you can see that, hey, your kid is actually sleeping more in school or eating mm. more in school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice. Then you see all the fun activities that they do in school, like water play. And then they'll be like, hey, oh, your yeah, kid super fun. loves water yeah. play. She's like a swimmer. Then you're just like so proud of it. And you're mm. just, hey, I'm doing the right thing. They're yeah. they yeah. more engaged also, it right? Is. Then yeah. I'm just like, if I'm staying at home, I'll just A, B, C, D. <laughs> This is not education for her. So I'm just like, yeah, you go there. And then you can have so much fun do you guys think there are different challenges, say, in our creative industry 
and I'll define creative as advertising and maybe extending it to media and publishing. Media, la. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was just thinking back at some of my ex-colleagues. Yes, I was from publishing. And a lot of them had children in their late 30s where they're a lot more established in their careers and, and all that. And the, the obvious reason is they simply couldn't afford the time. They were just mm-hmm. driven by their careers and they reached a certain place where they could get some support in their job function before they, they moved on. So do, do you guys feel like there's a difference within our industry? Hmm. Hmm. I think the long hours does play a part. Um, the uh, nature of the work, it's intense. And so you, you are, well, I'm not saying that other industries or other professions don't require your 100% full attention, lah, but I think in the uh, nature of our business is that uh, we run high on emotions. Mm. So the, mm. our mm. mental energy tends to be sapped a lot faster. Um, and uh, you do need a conducive workplace in order for us to mm-hmm. even consider having kids. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I admire moms in particular because it's really hard to, to, to balance everything. For me, basically when I come home, most of the time, the kids are like settled in already. So it's like, oh, looks like you had a peaceful day and uh, let me fire up my PS5 and continue on with my day, <laughs> right? But how, how do you kind of balance especially when they are like urgent matters on both ends say for example just like today for us Chao was ill but you have an event at say one pongo that is really really important how do you manage this yeah the sky falls down every day right <laughs> they do it eh. there, there are some yeah. sort of emergency yeah. right. that can happen yeah. i mean it can be as simple as on route to work you are trying to avoid the gym and then baby poops in the car i think what i mentioned earlier compartmentalize you just need to switch on that mode law once you shut off work you just need to like okay get home and then get baby to sleep is your like fastest fingers first kind of like <laughs> Really, eh? Like, get them to sleep, then you can think about, okay, me time. Speaking of me time, right? Mm. Actually, as you all were both describing, like, oh, uh, balancing my own time and then also revolving your schedule around the kids. So, obviously, you guys will get a lot of different needs and requests and how how do you manage that mentally also and emotionally? So, you can't expect a two-hour me time. You can't, like, oh, I'm going to go right now, see you guys. But if you can find 20 minutes, actually that's not bad. And if you can find little pockets here and there within the day, um, then you make the most of it when it comes up. So when the kids take a longer nap than usual, then that's your me time. Like when they happen to decide to eat their own food today without intervention, then that's also time that you can eat your food. Because if not, it will be... Interventions are funny. It is, it is. It is intervention it is, though. It I can't is. think of a better word. It too. is an audio, yeah. okay? Yes. Like Serious all of these things. To warrant that. Uh, yeah. uh, self-care is so, so important. Before you can even come back rejuvenated to face your kid again. I was debating a lot on that to begin with. I thought like, okay, after your your mom, you know, your whole life should be dedicated to your kids. But then again, I felt that like, what I don't want them to know is that, oh, self-sacrifice is normal. That in the future, when they grow up, they also forget about self-care. So it's modeling that. Lah. So I think yeah, lah, it helps. I think someone yeah. describes it as, you know, in, in a flight when the oxygen masks come down, right? You, mm-hmm. you yeah. should yes, yes, breathe yes. first before you pass it to someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The instinct, I think, is always to 
take yes. care of everyone else around you yeah. for months mm. and yeah, you yeah. don't know what to do. Thank you. That's reality. That's reality. No, I think it's important though, taking care of yourself and making sure that you're okay. And it also requires like help from people around you. Yeah, as they say, right, it takes a village. Yeah. Mm. And really, in our case, if we want to do anything, it takes the, maybe the a whole, few towns yeah, and yeah. Uh, countries to <laughs> provide logistical support. Larger population. <laughs> yeah, man. How do you avoid burnout? Because one of the things that, that we, we try and I think it's really important is that it gets sustainable, right? You can maintain a certain momentum and not get burnt out. Tears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is where we start crying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's very tricky because we don't know where the point of burnout is. And I guess in recent years, the last two years, people have been paying a little bit more attention to the uh, where your breaking points are. Like having an understanding workplace or workplace management has been quite crucial to our wellness, I think, because we we understand that when we, like when I text, say, okay, I'm going to be held up a little bit of a mini crisis at home that you, you just need to <clears throat> solve at home before you leave. Because if you don't, then something's going to add on and it's just going to escalate further. So... That adds on to the burnout as well. So burnout is not particularly uh, confined to what your job scope is at work. It's a combination of uh, uh, how you balance the things that you need to do at home and, and what you need to do at work. At, at least at this agency, we, we, we kind of understand. It's being flexible and understanding that actually helps a lot. I, I think I don't want to skirt past this issue and uh, actually directly tackle it head on. So within the agency protocol, we've made some changes to the work from home policy. How has that affected you? And what, what in your mind, and you can be honest, is the ideal working situation for a full-timer? Because straight up, Daphne tells me, I will take a work from home arrangement. No question. Meaning, all five days? Maybe two days in two and days then three in, days, but three days out, also right? the flexibility of when to take the within the within days that day because, itself sometimes, right? Yeah. It would really help to because your schedule with the kids is is locked in and it's dead. And um if you're able to just figure out like I have nine hours of productive working hours a day, if I can put four hours here and then maybe have this one hour with the kids. I think flexibility is important, but at the same time, we want to be mindful also of other schedules, timelines also. I think it's the work brain turning on. Just kind of like, yeah, if deadlines are there, presentations are already set, you just need to have that brainstorm. And brainstorms are somehow a little bit, just a little bit more effective when it's in person. So I would rather, oh, okay, then maybe I can come into the office, have that meeting first before I head back home or something. I think if your village offers that kind of support, working moms will appreciate that a, a lot more. I think on the same theme as well, yeah. uh, how can we be at our peak at work? Uh, and how can uh, a company or management facilitate that properly? I think we're looking into that hypothetically. If say, for instance, if you're not a morning person, if I hire you and ask you to come in at 7am in the morning, I'm not going to get my value from you as an employee, right? Can we make some kind of an arrangement in, in that regard? La? It's very tricky in our business because brainstorming, we know already, it works a lot better when we are mm. together in person, mm. uh, a lot faster, a lot more efficient. But if say, like the, uh, last week we also discussed, you know, when, when everybody was at home, we were just as productive. It's mm. just a matter of, okay, what, 
what can we arrange such that we can all be together either virtually or in the same room mm. that one i think needs to be studied a lot more mm. uh and i think i i i would like to believe it can be done mm. right right as as a business owner so you know bringing that that perspective the the constant challenge is making sure we uh, optimize in terms yeah. of our operations and and our creativity as an agency but while also making sure that like, everyone is taken care of. Like, yeah. Honestly, it's an ongoing discussion. A lot of tinkering around, but I, I think the point here is to constantly review and have conversations. People's mm. needs evolve also because the people do change yep. and kids do grow up and stuff like that. So uh, that might just have to be the case moving forward, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Like even just in the last 10 years, what I have needed to do for the kids have evolved completely and you do find that like as these things change then you are able to um, also change the kind of way you work mm. and I think this this is something that like uh, until we the need point to... when you get uh, comments like oh ma I haven't seen you for a while I know <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> okay before we end we have a segment that we want to introduce to our listeners and we are calling this SOS now we are opening up this discussion to you and everyone else where we welcome any questions, any takes you might have related to the topic of each new episode. So we'll drop a question box in our Instagram, uh, protocol.company, and you can ask us anything we can talk about in our discussion. The first question we have is, working in a creative agency is extremely time-consuming. Have you thought of quitting your job to be a stay-at-home mom and dad? Uh, no, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I think being in this business actually makes me a better parent. I get to detach myself objectively from uh, whatever my son or my family is going through and I, and I, I get home refreshed. I, I, I've toyed with the idea, but I know I will not survive. That's just the honest truth. I, I will mm. just start feeling unproductive, that it becomes an existential crisis and it will spill over into quarrels and whatever, right? A lot of tension at home. Finding something that gives you satisfaction professionally and that is important to be a good parent because if you are just wrapped up in parenting, that consumes your whole life and like you need to have that part of yourself where this is where I contribute, this is where I'm good at what I do. Which is, now, now, this is a very good question, guys. Do you think you're earning enough in this creative industry, do you, do you think, honestly, the creative industry is able to support the needs of, of raising a family? Um, um, secretly crying, not, not, not thinking. Uh, <laughs> I think generally... Taking appraisal notes here. Yeah. <laughs> creative industry tends to be slightly lower paying in the Singapore context. Yeah. So that mm. might be less conducive than if you were having a job, say, for instance, in the finance or I think recently Gosh, yes. IT mm-hmm. yeah. uh, highest paid if you're a software engineer uh, starting at 5k mm. yeah. that's crazy mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah so I think short answer to this would be comparatively no the truth is I, I've seen you mentioned finance right friends in the finance industry not only mm. do they earn significantly more their hours mm. I mean from, from obviously outsider's perspective are very manageable mm. Mm. no no OT slight mm. messages in the middle of the night you, you might get a nasty call if the stock market you know mm. thanks but so, so that happens I'm not saying like it's all a bit of roses but by and large wow it, it, it looks like much more conducive like, yeah. from what mm. I can see yeah I mean, this is also a moot question if your passion is in the creative industry, yeah. right? To me, that, that is the heart of this. Lah. The, the love for the work, mm. which is something quite hard to explain. My friend Colin actually explained it. Uh, when 
when I first started out in this industry, mm. I had another job offer and it mm. was from a law firm. I, mm. I got to hit my own department in a law firm. And I said, oh no, which one should I take? And then he, he asked me, why are you still considering? The law firm pays higher, right? I said, yeah. And you're still considering this means there's something there. Are you the sort that next morning you wake up, you cannot do anything creative, you will die? Mm. I said, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I will die. Mm. <laughs> so it's a passion that you cannot do anything else. You mm. really, really want to be in this business. That's why we we suffer for our art. Mm. Uh, and, and, <laughs> Sad yeah. to say, but that's true. Sad to say, but yeah. that's true. But yeah. that's, that's <clears throat> life for us. That's mm-hmm. what gets me out of bed every morning. That's, what, that's why I want to come to work every mm. morning. Okay, let's land this discussion. Any final tips? The biggest challenge really is just to um, find that balance. I mean, moms, right, we talk about wanting to have it all. You want to have your job, you want to have the kids. And each of these segments take up so much. And basically, each one is a whole thing in itself. And we're trying to juggle everything and balls are up in the air all the time. And like finding that balance, I think, is the one struggle that we always try to figure out. Um, till today, my level of mom guilt is super high. Having spent all the time with the kids, but constantly at the back of my mind is always, have I done enough? Have I been there enough for the kids? Did I miss this? Did I not do that for them? And at the same time, have I done enough for myself? And so these are the questions that you just need to have to ask yourself from time to time. Sometimes I'll look back and be like, oh, would I have wanted this? Um, but it's just like, I, I really can't imagine my life without my kid right now. So yeah. that keeps me going. I think um, while we say, oh, I would have loved more sleep, I would have one more me time. But then again, we look at our kids and they're like so cute. And just like, oh, yeah. how can I, you know, imagine my life without this? <laughs> I wish this was now a video podcast. You should, yeah, you should right. see the twinkle <laughs> in Jasmine's eyes. I think. We all nodded. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I completely agree. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm going to say something quite equivocal. Lah. There is never a perfect time. Yep. Mm. And there will always mm. be struggles. Mm. Uh, mm. And my advice to anyone thinking of being in the creative industry and being a parent is do it earlier. Have kids <laughs> yes. earlier. At 21, 22, 23, when you oh, graduate, early. get married, have kids fast. Yeah. Because yeah. there will never be a perfect time. Thank you, Ben, Jasmine, my wife, Daphne. This has been Designated Crying Area and thank you for listening.